It's time once again for the seasons to change. I am Vactor. I'm here with my co-host, Jeff W. Jeff, how's it going? Hola. Very good. And we're going to be talking about all the things that have been changing in our season in the last week on this episode. But before we get to all that, we've got a ton. This is a jam-packed episode. We're going to share all of our socials for you. I am on Twitter, Vactor. My last name, Jeff, is Jeff W. And our podcast is Seasons underscore podcast. Don't forget, you can always subscribe in all of your favorite whatever podcast player you're listening to us on and leave us a review like our boy Wonder Rob from the Geek So To Speak podcast. Leave us a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you want. So let's get right into it. This last week, something dropped on Netflix and it was a brand new Dave Chappelle special, which it seemed like he was coming out with a new Netflix special every year on net. Um, what is it? since 2019 yeah it's been more more frequent than just like a year end of itself because he had that one that was like the outdoor one yeah then he had the one that was like two in a row yeah Uh, i don't know the frequency between them i don't have that schedule in front of me uh but it feels but yeah it's a a minimum every year and it feels like it's been more than that and he's been putting out uh a lot of stuff like random like when he talked about like you know what netflix did and pulling a show and all that stuff like there's been um uh, yeah, just chunks of Dave Chappelle popping up, which is yeah. Nice. So this one popped up, and I said I'm going to talk about this with Jeff because Jeff is probably the biggest Chappelle fan that I know, and my Chappelle love goes way back as well. Um, not necessarily to his movie career, but the Chappelle show, and then from there his stand-up specials. So when this came out, I said, "All right, time to time to peep this." This is called the closer, and it seems like the way that it plays out it's going to be his last netflix didn't it? it seem like it was like the end of the netflix contract or something yeah it seems like this is like the last thing he's gonna have with netflix he also like implied that he's gonna take a break yes but i would i would be surprised if it's the last thing from netflix because for a guy that's pretty vocal about you know himself and willing to walk away from things that he doesn't like i have not heard him say many negative things about netflix um, and I think like, like I, like I was alluding to earlier, you know, he had that whole 25 minute little like on stage thing that he posted on, I think Instagram, I don't even think he put it up on like, you know, major platforms. I'm sure it's out there on YouTube, uh, where he discussed, you know, how he appreciated, you know, the heads of Netflix for pulling the Chappelle show because he still hadn't got what he felt he deserved for the show. Right. Right. Um, so I would be surprised if if this is actually actually the final one, um, and plus I think Netflix is you know kind of ignoring any controversy around you know the special itself. Uh, so yeah, I would be surprised. I think I bet you we see more of him on Netflix at some point. Well, I hope so because I really enjoyed the closer. I thought it was in line with all of the other Netflix specials, um, but like you just mentioned, it's been getting a little bit of pushback, a little bit of controversy. From the trans community, um, and even some people that just as fans were saying the show is too much him trying to apologize for the last special and not enough jokes. But I I didn't feel that. I felt like the whole special was was full of comedy that I enjoyed. What did you think about the closer? 
Yeah, I thought it was, you know, where this this aligns for this lines up for me, like if we're in like ranking mm-hmm. uh, Chappelle stuff, this is in, you know, just there was a couple ones like when he first came back, those first two, uh, it was, uh, the age of spin and deep in the heart of Texas. Oh, yeah. Uh, there were two of those and those I was like, these are funny, but they just honestly weren't on the level that I'm used to from him, you know, like I think oh, yeah. we all, uh, not all people, but I mean, you know, I think a, a lot of people that are into comedy, you know, hold him in pretty high regard and would rank, you know, like killing him softly is like, it's one of my favorite things of all oh, time. Yeah. Right. Let alone. We quote it constantly. Yeah. I, and it's, and it's been something I've quoted since I was like a kid, basically, yes. you know, so it's, it's something that's been, uh, happening or it's been, you know, something that's, uh, I value a lot for a long time. Um, anyway, I would rank this in like the better category. I, I didn't like those first two when he first came back that much. There just weren't many laughs for me, or I didn't think a lot of it was that funny. Uh, there's obviously you know jokes in there that are good, but not a ton of stuff. But then I loved Equanimity, The Bird Revelation, uh, Sticks and Stones. I liked all of those, uh, and I would rank that in this category. Nice. Um, and there are funny jokes. Um, I guess if we're gonna I don't know if we're gonna we want to spoil particular jokes, but I mean, yeah, we can. No, you know, I I will say, you know, I guess with the trans jokes, it's almost because like when I go to look for like his, you know, his when I look at his stuff, you know, I, there are things like the Chappelle Show where we're talking about mud butt, and it's just a funny <laughs> joke, right? Like it's just, that's just funny. There's not there's some like social commentary in that skit, but you know. A lot of things are just goofy on the show too. You know, there's there's not right. all like you know the GTA skit. You know, there's not a lot being said about you know that in the in the skit, but it's him you know recreating Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. So there's there's things like that, but I think it's things like these, and maybe why I like the last two uh, so much was because of you know there's it's not just a you almost can't even pick out the you, you can pick out the punchlines, but they're not. It's not punchline. All right, move on to another topic. You right. know what I mean? It's like right. almost like a, almost like a discussion. I would yes. say. Yes. And that's what I liked about this one. Um, the you know I, I don't, I don't agree necessarily with every you know negative feedback that that's come of the special. Right? Like I don't think, you know, this guy is out here trying to, purposefully you know, take down a group of people. But rather, I think the uh, the focus on this is something from his perspective, even if it's wrong. You know, I don't know if I if I, I don't I don't know if it comes from a place of like I hate these people or something like that, right? And he goes out of his way to you know tell that story at the end, and you know to express that that isn't the case and stuff. Uh, I will say though, like for me personally, and the things that I look for from him. This just feels it. It would be like him, which is so out of character for him. It would be like him trying to redo the Prince skit over oh, yeah. and over. Where right. I, it, for me as a fan, uh, as like a you know a super fan, I just I'm just kind of over it, you know. And, and you can tell at the end of the special he is too, because I think he does you know, make amends a little bit at the end where he's like, you know, clearly like we're, you know, talking about 
the black community or the comedians and uh, trans people, you know, he just says like, hey, you know, I'm not going to do these anymore. Like, because I'm not going to do any more of these jokes until I feel like we're both laughing, you know. Yes. Which I think right. is very, you know, people will, will take a shit on everything he said before that. And that's fine. Those, you know, there's, there's valid criticisms in there. But I think, you know, that to me sums up kind of his perspective on in, in that show. And uh, I, I think that's true. I think that's what he should do because honestly, I'm just kind of over it. I don't know how you feel uh, about that, or I don't even know if you keep up with it. But I'm just—I would rather him, like, like I know there's other stuff that he could talk about that it's going to be. I don't even need it to not be controversial. I, I mean, he could do whatever he wants, obviously. But I'm just—it's just kind of like beating a dead horse at this point, right. where it's like, like I've I've already seen this. You know what I mean? Right. Like I've seen him make these jokes. I think they're funny. The beyond. Pussy impossible pussy joke was <laughs> hilarious. I mean, I thought that was just a funny ass idea. Yeah, a funny line, and, and you know, I laughed at it. Uh, but I am also tired of the just like it's just like repeating history. Like I said, it'd be like you know somebody being mad that he portrayed Prince, and then he keeps doing it, and then we got to hear the guy complain about him being Prince. You know what I mean? It's just right. I'm just kind of over it. I don't know how you felt about. Yeah, it. I'm kind of the same way. Even when this special, when he started talking about it in this special, I was like, okay, we already heard that in the last one. So yeah. I'm right in the same ballpark as you. Um, I'm ready to see him move on to the next thing. It, yeah, and I was going to say just one other thing on that. Yeah, like I don't even – it's not even like a cancel culture thing to me. Like I know that that's like the comedian thing to do is to rail against it. And I agree with some of their criticism of that stuff. And I think he makes valid criticisms in here you know, uh, about that stuff. Um, but I also am of the opinion, you know, like, hey, man, like, your jokes should change with the times, you know, at a right. certain point. Like, things that you say in the 50s aren't as funny because they're just not as funny in 2020. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it just isn't going to be, like, a, a joke about, and I'm not even talking about, like, you know, controversial political things, but, like, you're not going to tell a joke about a, a milkman. We don't have milkmen. You know what I mean? Like, right. So I think, you know, there are... You know, cr there are things. It's like, it's like, hey, you need to kind of evolve with the times in, in a in a certain way. Um, so I don't I don't disagree with that stuff, but uh, yeah, it just feels like a dead horse at this point. And I and like you said, yeah, once I heard it, I was like, all right, like here we go again. Thankfully, I think the story at the end about his friend and all that stuff like kind of makes up for that and picked that yeah. up. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that was great. So I definitely recommend anyone who is a Chappelle fan or if you're just kind of in the mood to laugh, but with some controversy mixed in, you can check out Dave Chappelle, The Closer, on Netflix. Uh, something you cannot check out on Netflix, Jeff, is... You don't now, know where to check it out, so you just can't check it out? Is that <laughs> <laughs> This is something that you can buy on okay. All of your, you know, all of the Amazons and uh, Best Buys, whatever. The Daniel Craig collection of Bond films. Wait, hold on. Check. Are Bonds not streaming anywhere? Um, as far as I know, no, because they're Sony and Sony has like a weird. Uh -huh. They own Crackle, which is. I know Wonder Rob listens to every second of our podcast, so I know he's going to hear this. Yeah. Rob loves Crackle makes him feel good he loves it okay. and that's sony's streaming platform but nobody uses that like it's not mm. a viable competitor yeah so yeah there's really no streaming of the bond movies as far as i know 
that's crazy to me. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. Yeah, no worries. I was just thinking um, about that. <laughs> but you were watching them for the first yeah. time, is that right? Um, some of them. I had okay. seen Casino Royale uh, prior, because I had done this like last year or the year before. Yeah. Because remember, funny for us, is when I first moved to Arizona, this was like the movie we were going to go see. Uh, I think yeah, we actually watched Sonic before that yes. one. That's the first yes. one we saw out here together. But yep. we were we were planning for this to be like your birthday week and to go see this movie. Yes, April um, of 2020. And we are now speaking in October of 2021. Yeah, and it has finally like hit theaters. Yes. Uh, so it was crazy. I was, I was trying to do stuff uh, back then because it was originally like, remember they were like, okay, well, and this was when, you know, everybody's like, ah, oh, we're going to be over with this in uh, July, you know, by the time July 4th hits, we're going to be good. And so they pushed it to like November. Yes. So at some point last summer as well, I was catching up on it. So it, not the first time, but, uh, yeah, uh, for some of these, these, the later ones, Spectre, uh, and, um, what's the second to last one? Quantum's the second. What's the, uh, Skyfall. Skyfall, yeah. So yes. Skyfall and Spectre, uh, yeah, first times for me. And as we were talking, I just Googled it. You can stream right now. By the time you listen to this, it might be gone. But right now, Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace are on Amazon Prime in 4K. Oh, So okay. that's something to check out. Skyfall and Spectre, you have to buy them. Huh. But what did you think overall about daniel craig i know you were telling me off mic uh daniel craig uh doesn't have as much swag as the other ones right oh Jim? yeah yeah well i wasn't <laughs> saying that but um because i don't really care for the bond movies that much uh-huh. um so like when i say i haven't watched these movies it's not because of a particular reason right um i just don't watch any of the bond movies um, yeah because they also They're- feel They've been um they've been parodied to death too. Yeah. To me, you know. But go ahead, what were you gonna say? Yeah, especially after Austin Powers. Well what I was gonna yeah. say was they're kind of like of their time, so Yeah. It's interesting as a whole, right? The series has lasted from the sixties until now, but there's a lot of outdated, you know, viewpoints, a lot of outdated technology. Um, special effects. So there's a lot of things that it's hard for me to recommend people who in 2021 are going to go back and rewatch these. It's mm-hmm. if you didn't grow up with those bonds, it's hard. Cause even with, with you and I, we grew up with Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. And it's and that shitty green screen. That it's hard in front of, yeah. To go back on those Pierce Brosnan movies, which I yeah. unfortunately tried to do. As I was trying to show my wife some um, Michelle Yeoh um, okay. previous movies, mm-hmm. um, but that was not a successful run. My wife lost interest, and I was there watching a bad wave. Hey, he does have a great uh, Save by the Bell joke in one of them, though. <laughs> well, I'll post that. I'll send that to you. And that was another thing is they just they became all about the puns. It was like all of these tropes that were, all right, we got to squeeze in shaken, not stirred. We got to squeeze in this bond. There's Aston Martin. There's all these bond, you know, key points. So when they redid it with, starting with Casino Royale, directed by Martin Campbell, starring Daniel Craig, 
it felt like a reimagining and and bringing it to the modern world. So that's what I loved about Casino Royale. And Quantum of Solace is probably my least favorite, even though there's two things that stand out to me about Quantum of Solace. Number one, the the theme song is Alicia Keys and and Jack White, but mainly Alicia Keys. Yeah. So that's number one, because anybody knows me knows that Alicia Keys has been my crush for as long as I can remember. Number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get over it. The girl, the female actress, Olga Kurilenko. Yeah, I think is maybe the uh, the most attractive female in a yes, Bond movie. Yes, that, that was another one. For sure, she blows <laughs> yeah. everyone else away. So that was yeah. the two things. The movie itself, the, the story, I I don't think I've even gone back and rewatched that one since the theater. Mm-hmm. So Quantum of Solace, I'm not a big fan of. Skyfall Inspector, I really liked. I liked yeah. the... All you know, the story, the action, the songs in both of those. There was the mm-hmm. Adele one, and then the um, what's his name? Um, dang, I could see his face. The British singer, um, Bublé. No, dang no, no, it. No, no. Who is it? Oh, uh, I can't he had a big, <laughs> big hit. Um, uh, I can see his face. I, I have. I'm blanking hit. on his name. <laughs> British. Who's the British? The biggest British, don't even Google it, Jeff. I want you to, because you're a big music fan. Who's the biggest British male artist of the last 10 years? <laughs> now you're going to put me on the spot like that. The Paul biggest, McCartney. <laughs> no, the biggest like modern British uh, artist. Like You would know him. He had hits, Jeff. Like, dang. I don't, you're like, you're like the gay. pressure. You're throwing me That's off. That's another thing. Um, oh. Who's a gay he's, British um, Oh my God! Now you're making no. I know his face. I know his face. Like chubby kind of white guy. Let me just Google "gay British" and see what comes up, Jeff. Wow. Um, Okay. (laughs) It's the guy. Um, He like he made that one song. uh, Something like man. What is the? Yeah. What is his name? Yeah. Why can't I even find it that easy? Yeah. Yeah. You know, actually, I'm surprised Ed Sheeran hasn't done uh, one. you know what? I'm dumb. I'm just going to look up Bond theme singer. Sam Smith. Yeah. Sam, Sam Smith. Smith. Sorry. Yeah, I would have never. That's so fucking generic to me. I would never. <laughs> I guess. And Anyways. real quick, while we're on the topic of songs, though, we're we're going to have to roll back here. I think, oh, I skipped over the Casino Royale theme song. Yeah, I was going to say. That one is fucking <laughs> amazing. <laughs> That one, that, it, people love listen, that. Chris, I, that's Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell, yeah, I was, yes. yeah, I to say Chris Cornell. I fucking love that song. That, that is, is a very be. good one. And I, and you know, I think, and this is where like this is almost these movies are almost like a genre in themselves. When I was yes. saying I don't like the old movies mm-hmm. because they've been parodied. Because like yeah, like when I look on it, because I was like a comedy fan as a kid, so I'm looking at Austin Powers and I'm right. seeing the tropes right. from those and being like, yes. haha, you know, like that's what this is from. Like I don't mm-hmm. have the you know, what an older person might have is being like, oh, I was watching Bond. You know, there weren't parodies of it, or as many at least, right? Right. Or one on the level of, like, Austin Powers that was, like, its own comedy, you know, powerful enough to become its own comedy series. Um, but, uh, yeah, that is one of the things that I do like. And uh, it actually reminds me, uh, it, 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 you know, where I, you can see the influence from the franchise, uh, franchise because it's taken so seriously in these movies. 
And then I see things like, you know, Metal Gear Solid 3. They did a whole, like, the Snake Eater theme. They basically did a James Bond theme. Like, yeah. That, right. that, 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 like, intro with him, right. like, you know, yes. not the gun, but everything after that where, you know, they have him, like, it's all, it's almost like a, an extravagant, like, Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, job. Like, yeah, it's like the a way CG. Those look. It's almost yeah. like a video game cutscene. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like a it's like a crazy uh and I don't even know how you describe it. I'm sure there is yeah. a, a way to describe it, but I'm gonna actually gonna we'll send a link. It's uh it's a snake eater, uh the Metal Gear Solid 3 snake eater. Uh they do a James Bond intro and he's like it's like a snake, a body of a snake, so the credits are like in the shape and rolling across the screen like a snake yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, and that is one of my favorite things about all of these movies. Oh yeah, is uh, is getting to see that. And I do look forward to watching the next one. For I mean, I don't give a shit about Billie Eilish, but I want to mm-hmm. see what she did. You know, yeah. and not, not not that I don't like dislike her or anything, but you know, I don't listen well, to like a ton of her music. Um, yeah, but it's always well, it's also, something we look forward to, right? Right. It's always something that. Oh, what is the next? It's almost like the Super Bowl halftime show. It's almost yeah. like what? Who's going to be doing the next one? Mm-hmm. And then. It's also a snapshot of that time period of who was popular at that time. Sam Smith, Adele, right. Alicia mm-hmm. Keys, Chris, Chris Cornell. Cornell. Yeah. And those the what you're talking about, the openings is where the theme song is played and that is something that people look forward to the that opening I think just as much as the theme songs. So that is something to look forward to anytime you're watching a new Bond movie. So I'm I'm like you. I want to see what Billie Eilish does, even though I'm not a fan of any of her music. And I just want to see what they do with it. So this new one, actually, Sam Mendes directed Skyfall and Spectre. I was just trying to see um, who was all the way through on all these. And you know what? There was actually a really good Daniel Craig documentary that was on Apple, and I was uh, going to recommend it on this podcast, but yeah. Apple took it down. They only had it up for like, I want to say two or three weeks before mm-hmm. the movie came out, and it was a free rental, which was weird. It wasn't like on Apple TV+. Plus. It wasn't Purchase, anywhere yeah. else, but it was a free rental. So I rented it, watched it. It was about 40, 45 minutes, but it was... It's probably going to be on the No Time to Die Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it's, that's gone. You can't watch that anywhere. can't that's find that. Gone. Yeah. So, Were there any uh, notable moments that you want to talk about about it? The like, last... I'm, I'm not going to see that shit. Right? The so. l- very last moment of... I mean, I, I like the whole thing. But Boil it. The, yeah. The thing that stood out, the very last shot that he did, oh. like they, they, you know, they cut and... Whoever the producer is like, all right, that's a wrap on Daniel Craig, everybody. And then, you know, everybody claps. Oh, uh, okay. So it's showing like current. Yes. Stuff. It's not just a lead up of him. Yes. Like, oh, I signed on to the movie in 2005. Right. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. This was from the, and they went through his whole, like the whole journey of, all right, he got hired for, um, you know, when he originally got hired for Casino Royale, I don't know if you, well, you weren't following Bond stuff at no. the time. So everybody yeah. was like, taking a dump on Daniel Craig. Number one, they were like, he's blonde. He's the first blonde Bond, and that sucks. And then they were like, he's got blue eyes, and he's not very handsome. He's the Mm. ugly Bond. I was like, hey, they're going in on this guy. He's not even, like, I don't think he's hideous. He doesn't look like a monster, but 
Yeah. I think he turned everybody around. Like I, me and you probably would say he's the best Bond of all time. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely would. And I mean, for me, I just think these are the best movies they've done, to be honest. Um, I'm sure the other ones are, you know, like I said, I haven't seen all of them, but like, then they've been parodied to death. But to me, just, I mean, if we're going to even talk about like Pierce Brosnan, like, like, let's compare that. The action scenes in these things. Oh, yeah. Compared to those? Yes. The Brosnan ones are dog shit compared to this. Like, 100%. There are, I mean, and it it is like a, uh, you know, a matter of the time, right? Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, things are better now. Right. But there's a shot, I can't remember which, and and here's, I guess, to give my other thoughts on these movies, uh, because this is the other thing I was going to talk to you about. I just watched the movies, and I'm still confused (laughs) about what the fuck is happening. Um, I know there are all these different, like... They are all connected. Illuminati, like, groups, and then they all bleed into each other, and that's kind of where I'm left off from No Time to Die. I think Spectre was overseeing all the other villains that were then also in Quantum or whatever the hell's going on. There's all these names for all these groups. So, like... And I think I actually just kind of explained it, but that <laughs> shit is confusing because like right. it gets lost. Where like I'm like, okay, now is this a mother? Is this guy a part of this group? But could be also a part of this other group. But then, but they're actually all overseen by, you know what I mean? I'm looking at like an org chart for a right. corporation, right? right? So that shit gets a little confusing. But um, back to what the, the way these things look, the action in these new movies are so much better. Than every single thing <laughs> in the older movies, like there's a shot of the uh, I can't like I said I can't remember which movie it is, um, but it's the one where he's uh, he's in the helicopter fight in the beginning of the movie. It's in the first, I think it was like the Day of the Dead stuff going on. I want to say oh, is okay. what's happening in yeah. there. Um, he's in the that helicopter fight. That was yeah, spectacular. and just how okay, yeah. So that was the one I watched last night. I was watching as much as I could. Okay. Um, uh, so it, but in that it's like there are scenes in here. Where, like, like they get him, like, he's fighting in the helicopter. Like, I don't right. think you could have made it look as good as it does right now in any of those previous movies. And to me, the my most of my enjoyment of these movies have been the action. So when it's yes. good, I yeah. think it's better than the other ones, right? Yeah. He's the uh, most sure. physical Bond, for sure. Yeah, and it just, like, like, there's a shot, and I'll go screen cap it. Where you couldn't have made this look this good in any other Bond movie, where he's in the helicopter and they pull like a big wide shot where you see the helicopter like facing straight up, kind of, and you right, can see right. him. You could, but you can see physically see his like silhouette in the helicopter, like choking the pilot. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like right. they, it, and that just looks good. It's not blurry. It's not like so obviously a green screen. It's yes. nothing like that. Like they do, right. they handle it so much better. Um, yeah. And I think, and then there's also like the other fact of like, you know, it's like, hey, this guy has like the cool car, you know what I mean? Like this guy has all this other, like there's like, there's all these little facets to the series um, that I do enjoy. And I, I'd say the story's a little complicated, but like, yeah, to me, action is like, if we're going to rate it on a scale, it's like 70% of my grade for it. So if that doesn't hit like the Pierce Brosnan ones, watching those and all the green screen and how bad some of it looked, it makes those whole thing. It makes the whole thing for me less valuable, right? Yeah, nice. So those were the Daniel Craig movies, and we're leading up to No Time to Die, and I think we're going to be talking about that on next oh. week's episode. Yeah, you mentioned uh, he had blue eyes, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, just remember that. 
<laughs> and he's blonde, Jeff. You got to remember yeah, he's blonde. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Just remember the eyes. You'll little tag on there. Okay. So also, Jeff, you got a chance to check out Batman, the audio adventures. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I, I, I'm assuming, and I, I don't know if you know, this seems like it's a lead up to this. I think we're going to have a flurry of Batman content coming oh, out. I hope so. Like year. Uh, like, I mean, What's the, you know, insert the Rihanna boner alert uh, <laughs> clip uh, somewhere there. But yeah, I am like super hyped for those. And uh, yeah, this is just a, it's like a radio show, a little podcast. Yes. Uh, they have very, they have a bunch of actors I think are on here. I was recognizing voices. I don't know if you want to pull up uh, the IMDb and we can talk about the, uh, the acting going on in here. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'm just bad at the voices. I know you're great. There's uh, a ton, ton of people in here and I'm, yes. I'm loving that. And mm-hmm. uh, they do a lot of like, Cool, it's just like cool little segments, and it's just like a I don't know what year it would be, but it was just like an old school kind of radio show. Yeah, like forties. Yeah, like forties, like before TVs kind of were popping off, I guess. Right. Yeah, that also ties into Batman. Batman was created in the forties, and yeah. it's like you know from detective pulp noir origins. But it's very interesting that the cast is almost exclusively comedians and a lot of SNL people. So Jason Sudeikis, Seth Meyers, Fred Armisen, Rosario, Keenan Thompson. Are you talking about comedians? Yeah. 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 Just comedians. Chris Parnell. All of those guys are SNL guys. Yeah. And then on top of that, that's like you said, Rosario Dawson, Brooke Shields, John Leguizamo, um, Brett Spiner, who is data on Star Trek. And then uh, Jeffrey Wright plays Batman and he's playing Commissioner Gordon in the Batman, the, the live action one that's coming out. Yeah. And then just to run down more names, Bobby Moynihan, Tim yes, Meadows, also Jason Sudeikis, Alan yes. too. I mean, this cast is so good. Katie Rich, Ike Barinholtz. I mean, there's just like, like, I'm just like, like you know, like we've had this discussion. I, I'm terrible at like figuring out voices. Like, um, who's the But doesn't that seem guy? weird that those are all comedians, but th- it's not a yeah. comedy. Yeah, it's not a comedy. Oh, Paul Shears in it. Yeah, Paul Shears yes. also yes. a funny guy in it. Yeah, too. Yeah, it is, it is weird that. Um, but I, 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 yeah, I don't know what the. I wonder if this is like it's a, the person casting it is just all their friends, yeah, or whatever. I don't know what the tie in there is. I, I would like to know. Um, but I liked it. You know, I didn't. I didn't see. I think for me and you, it's kind of funny. Like, oh, hey, that's that guy's voice. Uh, but I don't think there was anything that like threw me off necessarily about it. Did you feel like that or no? Well, kind of actually, now that I think about it, because when I hear a lot of those comedians voices, like, let's just say if I'm hearing Paul Shear's voice, I'm going to start yeah. laughing because I'm thinking yeah. about how did this get made? Or if I'm, if I hear Alan Tudyk, I just, mm-hmm. everything he's done makes me laugh. And, Fred Armisen's uh, the same way. Yeah. And I was going to say Parnell being the, yes. the, the narrator, I'm the whole yep. time. I'm like, who the f- fuck is this guy and i go look it up and i'm like oh yeah it's um rick and morty character uh yeah he's done uh jerry jerry yeah it's yeah. i'm like this is jerry to me mm-hmm. reading this all i was like this yeah. is like funny in that right. way so maybe, maybe i had a little bit of uh that you know happened to me mm-hmm. too uh but it was just i think it was just him pretty much for me and i gotta mention real quick robin mm-hmm. is melissa villasenora and she's also on snl she oh, wow. is notable for my wife and I quote this to each other all the time. There was a Batman sketch when Chance the Rapper was on. I don't know who uh-huh. the host was that week, but Chance the oh, my, he might have been the host. Now that I think about it, yeah, she played uh, 
Latin, a Latina inmate, and she gets out and she's like, "Hey, everybody, we're gonna see the Joker. He's gonna cut off the Batman's wiener." That was. It makes me laugh every single time. The whole joke is like, you should watch it on uh, YouTube if anyone's listening. You haven't seen this. Just Google SNL Batman and it'll probably come up. Yeah. Um, The whole joke is Batman doesn't help out like the black community. Like he's always, the only time he's there is to um, basically put black people in in jail, even the the innocent black people. So that's like the whole joke. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that the audio adventures is an interesting format of a radio show drama, which my dad grew up listening to and he told me like when i was real young he was like i used to love these things and so he would find them on the radio for me this is like in the 90s and and play them for me and i was like oh yeah i like this this is before you know the internet and yeah yeah things that took away my attention but it was a nice throwback to that era yeah and And i I guess they're they're saying that it's supposed to be an homage to the 66 Batman TV series as well as the 90s animated series. Oh, okay. now I just noticed something. It was directed and written by an SNL writer. Maybe that's why there's so many oh. SNL people. Okay. And you know I was going to say and it does give off the uh the cover for it which I can I'll send you a link so you post that too. Uh the cover for it is very much that Bat- radio they kind of blend they blend it but it's going after that animated series yeah. which i would say oh like, yeah i'm mm-hmm. you know i like i like this i don't know and the last thing i think they posted that there's going to be more uh there's only two episodes out and there's a trailer on that podcast feed um but yeah i'm i'm excited to hear more it's like a fun little thing uh to listen to and to like prep me for the upcoming movie and yeah. arguably what i'm anticipating just as much as that if, if it's good is the uh the Bruce Tim series that's coming oh, yeah. as well on HBO. Yes. Right. So there's like we're in I think in, and and I think DC Fandom is what next week? It's going on right now. Oh, it's happening right now. Yes. They, I don't, whenever the Batman stuff is happening um is what I'm most looking forward to do when that when that one comes up. Um but yes. That is uh I like this is like a a lead into the uh the flurry of Batman content I think we're about to get. Yes. Right? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, you're right. DC Fandom is next week. It's New York Comic Con is going on right now. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So that's probably where like some news is, is dropping. And yeah, stuff. but yeah, we're six people, days out from Fandom. Yeah. I guess there's going to be another Batman teaser uh, and also the Flash movie. So I'm um, yeah. Actually, we should talk about that next week. Now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah. We can we can go over all of those trailers. It'll be it'll be a good uh, thing for us to go over. Um, because yeah, I think I would assume that DC's holding on to. I mean, we're not going to get a trailer for Batman for New York Comic Con, right? Mm-hmm. DC's going to save that for their own event. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would assume so. And right. you know, we're supposed to get that in March, so I would assume we're going to get a full length trailer at this point. Um, if not, I would be kind of shocked, right? I don't yeah. know how you feel. Yeah, I would. I'd feel the same way. Um, they're they're probably going to hold on to that, just like they did last year. Which it was a success last year, so it seems like they're going to keep up this fandom thing as long as it's popular. Yeah, I did want to tell you on the actual HBO Max like streaming service, uh-huh. there's ten episodes 
on the podcast, there's two episodes. Oh, okay. So they have more on the HBO app. Okay. Yes. So I need to go there to finish it then. Yeah. Okay. I don't so know what iTunes or I don't know what the schedule is for Apple, but. Yeah. And that's a weird thing to because I'm like, I want it to just be audio, but yes. I guess maybe I could download the app and listen to it on the That's app what on I my did. Phone? Actually, um, I logged Looking, into. This was at work. I logged into yeah. the HBO Max page, and then I just played it in the background while I was working. Yeah. So you could do that, too. I, I think that maybe that's what I'll do. I wish – I you know, I haven't tested the limits of that, that app, but I don't know if you can play the audio when the phone is like – the screen is off, right? Or when you, oh, you yeah. turn off the screen. I wonder how that – that's why I like the podcast yeah. uh, feed so much because it just ran like a podcast. And I was like, okay, cool. This is great. I can just – uh keep listening to this um right. and also one other thing we were going to talk about just before i f- forget to mention it uh so i'm reading the puzzle box series um which is uh pissing me off we'll <laughs> to that one whenever it's finished we're going to catch up and we'll come back to that but in there there's an issue where uh pig uh is going crazy and he uh he kind of escapes his uh little cell you know okay. uh mm-hmm. in the prison and he goes up to the roof and he's like, he sees the bat signal, and he's like, oh. He's like, this is how they, they call him in, or whatever. And I was like, isn't that, like, fucking weird that you, you know what I mean? Like, which, like you don't know that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You don't know that, you don't know how, this is how they're calling the guys. And I, and I, the reason it made me think of this show, The Audio Adventures, is because I, I like the, uh, the, 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 like, the news story of, like, we're adding this. is like, oh, this is how we're going to call this guy? Like, cutting to, like, people being like, oh, yeah, oh, great. This is how we're going to call in this, you know, masked guy that's going to help us out. You know, they're kind of yeah. rolling their eyes at it. Um, so I thought it was it was interesting that, that they had, like, a a news story about it. Because, you know, I don't I don't know if that's in a lot of, of other Batman content. I'm sure it's in a comic somewhere because uh, there's just so many. But I was like, that was, like, a little interesting thing that I enjoyed from the show was like the new segment on them putting up the bat signal uh was funny yeah interesting all right so we will um keep an eye on the puzzle box comic series and the audio adventures jeff when you listen to the rest of those let us know yep sticking with the dc theme i wanted to mention a couple comics that i've been reading both of these are suicide squad comics and both of them are really good I think after you've seen The Suicide Squad, the movie, mm-hmm. these are good places to go if you're still interested in those um, in the, the Suicide Squad characters. Okay. So the first one came out last year, and it's a complete run of 11 issues. It's all one storyline, and it's called Bad Blood, written by Tom Taylor, and the art is really good. Um, I really enjoyed... This collection, it's not the Suicide Squad team that you know from the movie. Uh-huh. It's Deadshot. Well, the the first Suicide Squad movie, there's um, Deadshot and Harley Quinn. But then yeah. everybody else is kind of like a, a new character. They're these revolutionaries. They're a, yeah. they, they're a super terrorist international group that gets to join the Suicide Squad. So it's, it's almost like the, the X-Men. They're all joining... And then Amanda Waller is pulling the strings and and getting them to do to go on mm-hmm. these missions. But okay. Tom Taylor's a really good writer. the The whole storyline is good. It you fall in love with all of the characters, and you want 
them to win basically by the end of it but Mm -hmm. it is an ending it's like a beginning middle and end so all 11 issues are out now and it's just called bad blood and i linked it in the show notes and does it is this is this in the same spirit of the uh of the films the recent film i would say it's not well park or more serious maybe less serious no there's comedy in it and it, I, I would say it's not as adult as the recent movies. It's okay. more it's it's aimed at a younger audience. Okay. But it's still I like Tom Taylor as a writer, and so his humor is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit I would say younger, but it's still enjoyable. It's not like, you know, for kindergartners and you can't get any enjoyment out of it. Okay. The the fun is all of the characters coming together and each one has a different power and how does that power, you know, fit into the overall mission? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, we need a teleporter. All right, get that guy. We need a, yeah. um, King shark. We need, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I would a hundred percent recommend bad blood. Oh, speaking of, uh, King shark, mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone's daughters have a podcast. Oh, I don't know if you know really? this. It's called Unwaxed. I did not know this until it came up on my YouTube recommendations today. Yeah, yeah, I never would have known this. Yeah, and the only reason I clicked on it was because for their fiftieth episode, Uh they interview their dad, Uh, and the the way that they introduce him is all these fishing jokes. They're like, "We reeled in a big one," and and blah blah blah. And then it's all leading up to they wanted him to go into the King Shark voice, but then uh-huh. he just like completely like bombs the <laughs> the joke, right? Like he okay. just completely messes it up and he's like, yeah, I, I guys. And they're like, no, you're supposed uh-huh. to be doing it. We talked about this. You're supposed to be doing That's the funny. King Shark voice. And then yeah. he goes, oh, oh. and so. <laughs> I'll link it in the show notes. It's funny to watch Sylvester yeah. Stallone talk it, with they, his they daughters. Got 50 episodes of this thing? Huh? Yeah. I never heard of it before, but yeah. they were on. This is season two now. Season one, they were on um, po- that Podcast One network. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're on their own now. They're, they're, on, a di- they're on a different network now. But yeah. um, all of his daughters have S names Sophia, Sistine, and uh, I forgot the other Sarah Stallone, but mm-hmm. they all got they're all double S's. Sounds like uh, George Foreman's kids. Yeah, <laughs> or or Dion Sanders <laughs> yeah, or uh, yeah. <laughs> Deandra. Anyway, yeah, Georgina. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check that out. Um, if you like Sylvester Stallone, I was okay. watching it with my wife earlier, and she was laughing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so then there was another series suicide. you said, right? Yeah, or, yeah the current one that's going on right now. Is just called Suicide Squad, and then just to, so you know what it is, twenty twenty one. So if you okay. um, if you check DC Comics, they have seven issues out right now, and the eighth one is about to come out. But I got caught up on the last week on all seven, and when I got done, I was like, "Oh, where's the rest?" Like, I want to yeah. read more. I was, I was I wanted the next one. Mm-hmm. And this one is is way over the top funny. Like there's there's a character in here called Ambush Bug. He's okay. basically the DC Comics Deadpool. So he's breaking the fourth wall. He's talking to you. Okay. He's like yeah. talking to the characters, and he's like, "Oh, you guys, yeah. Uh, next week we're going into space because 
I saw the solicitations, which are the comic book. Every two months, they'll give you what books are coming out so you can know what yeah. to order and put on your okay. pull list. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, he mentions that and he's like, oh, yeah, um, that character got killed because uh, he wasn't doing good. Like, n- the fans didn't like him. So that's why he died. Yeah. And they're like, what are you talking about? So, okay. stuff like that, it's um, over the top funny stuff. And then basically, the the movie that we watched, The Suicide Squad, together in theaters. Yeah. The Peacemaker, John Cena character, and the Bloodsport, Idris Elba character. Both yeah. of their, like, I would say 99% of their character in the movie is from this book. Oh, and, really? Yeah. Okay. The history, the, it's, both of those characters have been around for a while, but they're really like D-level characters, and they hadn't been prominent in the mainstream so this book right here is what has now kind of redefined them it's they changed a little bit of their backstory and so the movie and then this series is what you want to read to get in the know on those two characters so i think you like a lot of this yeah i was gonna say and looking just looking at these covers um and uh, uh two things so you you would say this is similar to the last book uh that you also recommended like a little more uh, you know, younger adult oriented, not as like, you know, maybe bloody or uh, vulgar. This one, I would or... say is a little bit like, let's say the last one was like 13 and this one I would say is like 16, 17. Okay, so they bump it up a little bit. Yeah. And I can see by the cover, there's just more guns and stuff. Going yeah. On the cover. Uh, interesting, I'm just looking at the covers, they have the Talon from yes. the Batman yes. stuff on here, which yes. is like kind of crazy. He's one of the characters that are in the squad. That's another okay. thing is this one is a rotating cast of, of characters that come in and people are dying all the time, just like in the movie. Okay. So yeah. there's always new people coming in, but Talon does get recruited in there. And the only, he's, he's almost like Groot. The only thing he says is who who oh. and, and people are talking to him and they're like, <laughs> oh, what do you mean who? We just told you. And he's like, who? Okay. Yeah. So that's his whole deal. But um, yeah, he's kind of cool in the um, the overall storyline. There's a little bit of mystery that's going on with him because they some of the characters have said, I know you're faking it. So oh. he's like, something's going on. Also, Amanda Waller knows some information about some of these characters and she's not sharing it. We as the reader yeah. know what's going on, but um, she's kind of holding back a little bit. So I would recommend both of these series, the Suicide Squad. And like mm-hmm. I said, the, this one, the current one, the 2021, there's only like seven issues. So you can get through it pretty quick and get caught up on number eight, which comes out in 10 days as we oh. record this. Yeah, that uh, the talent being in that, uh, yeah, does pique my interest. Yeah, I would check it out. So that was Suicide Squad. A um, couple video games came out this last week. Jeff, you got a chance to check out Metroid Dread, which I, I've been anticipating. So I want to check it out and I want to yeah. hear your thoughts. This has been since, and I mean, I think they, was that when they teased that the Metroid 4, was that what this game became? Because, you know, they have like Metroid Prime yeah, and there's like right. the Metroid regular games. Right. I don't know what this has ended up being, but I think. There's been rumors of this for like years and years, yes. like maybe over a decade plus of this title being out there, yep. um, or they've owned this name mm-hmm. uh, for Metroid, uh, which is just kind of an interesting fact I think about it. And yeah, I should look up that uh, actual date. But anyway, um, yeah, there's uh, this 
you know, like I was mentioning with Bond, the story is confusing to me, but it's to me the story is almost is almost irrelevant. I just like to play the Metroid games. Yes, uh, and and this is this is a Metroid game. Uh, so so far, everything I played, I played about the first hour of it. Um, it's actually funny. I'm I'm so not used to playing those games. I haven't played a Metroid like game in a minute. Uh, so I'm getting used to the uh, you know controlling, stopping, aiming with uh, you know a bumper. Uh, on the controller and then you know shooting down some kind of puzzle piece or something that is going to get me to the next room right um but yeah it looks it looks okay you know i I would say for me and you in a game you're going to talk about in a minute or two uh Mm -hmm. that you know probably looks amazing on uh, on a pc or on any console uh, that it's played on um this is very basic you can um it almost but it but it hits like a certain kind of aesthetic you know yeah it's it's not going to be something where you're like, oh my god, look at the shadows or look at the lighting on this. You're probably going to look at it and be like, you know, wow, the lighting is very basic. This right. is like kind of you can see the flaws and the power of that system uh, and putting this game on there. But uh, the whole aesthetic is great. I mean, you know, I and I, I would say if you, when you play this uh, on your new Switch, I know you're excited about the OLED screen. But um, oh, yeah. this is a I I feel like this is probably a dock and play game mm. so far just because and yeah so yeah so the way I played it uh is you know I played it on my couch last night um and was just got through like a first probably hour 90 minutes of the game um uh some of the reasons I said I said this was about an hour or 11 hours worth of gameplay uh that they had um and I just don't know if you can play this in handheld mode uh, I know you're getting the switch with the OLED screen. Yes, I would like to see what it looks like on that. You know, a slightly bigger screen, um, and and I think you know it, it's probably going to look okay. But I think to get that to see the art on this thing, which is I think is what's carrying it, um, yeah, it'd be a good thing for you to play on the TV. But uh, yeah, so far uh, pretty solid. Um, I'm liking. The puzzles I got stuck on a part last night, so I got to get back to that today or tomorrow, and uh, you know try to figure my way into another room. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 been pretty good. Nice. Okay, I'm I'm eager to check that out, so I will play that before the next episode. But something else I was eager to check out was Far Cry Six, which the Far Cry series has never been my favorite, but the last couple entries I've been. Um, buying and playing and we played co-op on the last one and and was that so and actually wasn't the because there's been and i i've played all of these far cry games i think if you look at my played history like from the consoles and the pcs i've played everything from three up uh-huh. was did they have was the last one with the religious themed town was that five did they yes. label that the number right yeah, well, at least on Wikipedia. Um, okay, so Far, they, they Far Cry Five what was the, in modern what was day the Montana. It was What's that. What was the? Remember, there was a non-numbered sequel, um, yeah. Primal, maybe, maybe Far Cry Primal, where they kind of borrowed yes, twenty sixteen. Okay, yeah. Um, so I played all of these. Uh, so yeah, I'm just yeah. It, it's because yeah. uh, Primal it, was before Five. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, how how far are you in? What are you thinking? I'm about an hour in, and the thing that really piqued my attention when I first heard about it was mm. one of our favorite actors, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. Gus Fring 
and Grand Moff. Um, I'm blanking on the Ian, name, but Ian, in Mandalorian, Ian, he's Ian, yeah. he's a Grand Moff, and um, his character is the main bad guy. He's the basically like yeah, this Cuban Scarface type character, and he's doing the Scarface accent. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's this fascist dictator. It looks like the people are trying to overthrow him. And then he's trying to raise his son to be the next leader. Yeah. But it looks like his son doesn't want to be. Yeah. So he's played Anton Castillo, El Presidente. And his son is actually, I did not know this until recently, voiced by the actor who played Coco in the Disney Pixar Coco movie. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the Pixar stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so his voice has deepened since mm-hmm. Coco, you know, they take four years to record those, or to make those movies, but they, yeah. Coco came out in 2017, and now it's 2021. His voice is a lot deeper, and um, I was, I loved Coco. It was one of my favorite Pixar movies. So I was, when I found that out, I was like, oh, shoot, there's two actors in here that I like. Mm-hmm. So... The good things about it that I've played so far, the music, it's like this Latin jazz. There's like this, it's all Cuban, you know, inspired. All of that, the music is great throughout the the game so far. Um, learning all of the the ways that you can kind of take down this dictatorship and running through the island. It's all the same Far Cry gameplay, you know, going around capturing towers and i I don't want to say a copy and paste but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. it's the same and just real quick to touch on the uh to the villain stuff Mm -hmm. um you know it's it's interesting to me that they finally got an actor like him in Mm -hmm. this role Mm -hmm. because if you look at all the previous ones even from the uh far cry 3 where we get into the modern far cry games like the ones we're playing now basically right you know the villain is on the cover right they don't have like there's not a master chief of this series there's Mm -hmm. not a uh you know whatever let's uh mario (laughs) right this series there's no there's no hero guy that you're going to throw on the cover with a gun um so they've had all these guys play it and you know and the one guy um man where were you like southeast asia kind of i think in far cry 4 i want to say uh that was the guy with the blonde mohawk if you remember that cover yeah Um, um Troy Baker was in that one. Yeah, um, Troy Baker was in that one. And then mm-hmm. the last one in five was, I don't really know what else to call him, but let's just call him Kid Rock. But he was like the Jesus right. guy. Right. You know, like they have these guys that, and I'm sure there's, you know, fine voice actors behind him, but I'm surprised they haven't, they didn't do this earlier. Come right. with the face of a right. guy that you would recognize. Cause I mean, it's just, and it's so heavy in the marketing of the games. Yes. Uh, specifically the one with the guy with the, with the blonde mohawk, you know, he was all over that thing. Like they mm-hmm. were, you know, they, they, and he is like very prominent in the game. Like the, for the opening of that game, you know, you meet him right away. And then, uh, they actually have like a funny Easter egg where you can like take his deal and end the game right there. Um, oh, wow. or you, uh, you just run out of his, uh, fortress and, you know, continue the game. Right. Uh, but you know, I'm surprised it took him this long to get somebody in that kind of role. Yeah. Uh, to, to put a, a recognizable face. Cause I didn't, I think if you look those up right now, I, I don't think any of the guys before were somebody that you'd be like, oh, that's, uh, you know, Gus, or that's yeah. uh, somebody from something else, you know? Yeah, they are. I was looking them up. Um, there's a couple in there that are 
kind of well-known actors, but mm-hmm. this one, like you said, having his face front and center is different. And it's not, the other guys are doing a voice, but the character doesn't look like them. Yeah. And so this one is probably what got me to buy the game was having him in there. Mm-hmm. So I was very um, pleasantly surprised. And I got to correct myself. I said he was Grand Moff. He is not Grand Moff. He's Moff Gideon in Mandalorian. Yeah, Gideon. So yes. my fault. But he's a great actor. Loved him in Breaking Bad. I need to get caught up on Better Call Saul. But um, anything that I've seen him in has just been really good. Although I'm just... The Scarface accent that he does in oh. here is a little rough. Let's just put it that way. Oh, wow. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> other than that, um, you know, I mean, it is, that's that, that accent has been parodied as much as James Bond. Like that, you know, say hello to my little friend. Yeah, I was like say, everybody, I think everybody and their cousin that's listening to this yeah. has done that at right. some point. Right. So yeah. that, uh, but. Other than that, I, I'm really liking the game, um, like I said, about an hour into it, so not crazy far. But I would suggest you check it out, Jeff, because there is co-op in it, just like in the last one. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I think my my wife really loves. There's a new Fangs for Hire system where you can hire these animals, basically. that They're these little c- companions that follow you around. Huh. And each one of them has like a different ability. The very first one you get is an alligator named Guapo. And Guapo. that my, he's my favorite character in the game right now. As soon as I saw Guapo, I was like, yes. Uh, he was kind of okay. like the alligator Loki in, mm-hmm. um, in Loki. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. type of like, it's an alligator. Look, look yeah, at it. Yeah. It's an alligator. Okay. Yeah. So I, I would. Highly recommend um, Far Cry 6 if you're into action-adventure, first-person shooter games, or if you like uh, Giancarlo Esposito. So definitely check out Far Cry 6. And then one more thing I wanted to mention before we close this week's episode. I want to give a shout-out to our friend, our girl, Bree. Now, she is a voice actor that... Um, is in our Discord group that we talk to on a daily basis. And we've been watching her career as it's been progressing. And I actually even hired her to do a little voiceover for a podcast that I worked on. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's a really talented voice actor. And and I like voice actors, like you said. I, I like to recognize their voices and I always look at their talents that they bring to any type of anime, animation, video games. You know, they're because you're not seeing their faces, they're often not regarded as like, oh, those aren't real actors. But yeah, I would say I so love, much to the point where you like them so much to the point where you annoy me. This is true. Uh, like, oh, did you know that voice? You, yeah. you know, I don't know it. This is you something I mean? that I will continue to do. Oh, you, did you know that voice there? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, great. Thanks. And I'm going to ask you on. This new game that just came out called Evil Wizard. Mm-hmm. You can get this on Steam. I'm going to ask you if you recognize Bree's voice because she does oh. a boss character in the okay. game. Okay. So you can you can actually get a free demo, um, which I got on Steam, and then you can buy the full game as well. But I played the opening maybe I played it for a little bit right before we we got on here. 
and I was enjoying it. I was having a good time. I noticed um, Garrett, our friend, has been playing it. Uh, he was playing a little bit earlier today. That is his girlfriend. He lives with Bree. And Jeff went and saw them in L.A. I did. I did see them. So definitely both. check out Evil Wizard Jeff and everyone that's listening here. Check out Evil Wizard. Oh, it looks like I played about 30 minutes of it earlier today. Okay, yeah. But, yeah. I'll have to check this out then. Yes. Yeah, it's a fun little kind of action um top down looks uh, a binding game. of isaac esque yeah right so check out evil wizard and also check out the geek so to speak podcast episode number 173 this week the co-host on that episode is none other than myself i filled in for our buddy wonder rob because he's he was moving this week so all of his like his computer recording ep, um apparatus and things were not in his house so i took over and kept the seat warm for wonder rob um Schaff and i had a really good podcast we talked about a bunch of marvel and dc things and then concluded with a venom let there be carnage review which you and i talked about on this very podcast as well yeah, and, and actually um while we're talking about what you were doing over there oh, do you have something to um, share jeff yeah you know and i i like everybody over there I like shaf <laughs> rob uh the corrections Woo! department you know i like everybody over there uh but yeah 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 you, you ended the episode with that but it started with some bullshit uh, <laughs> if we're being honest you know uh, doesn't sound yeah. anything like me the, on the opening uh, on the of the podcast, Jeff W. makes an appearance because Schaff and I have secret symbiotes that we didn't tell anybody about, and Jeff W. is my symbiote. So if you want to hear Jeff W.'s appearance on the Geek So To Speak podcast, check out episode 173, which is, as we record this, the current episode that is out. So check that out. And... Jeff and I also contributed to the Geek So To Speak YouTube channel. We did a little Venom video, which Jeff filmed and edited, and I was in. So check that out on their YouTube channel and check out their podcast because those guys are good. Yep. All right. That's it for this week, Jeff. The seasons have changed once again. So let everybody know that we can always be found on our Twitter accounts. I'm Vactor. And Jeff is Jeff W. Our podcast is Seasons underscore podcast. Don't forget to like us anywhere that we exist on the internet and share us with one of your friends. Let them know that we are here and the seasons are changing. Jeff, can, can you hear it? What is that? It's the seasons changing. I hate you. Woo!